The El Royale is a bi-state establishment. You have the option to stay in either the great state of California or the great state of Nevada. Warmth and sunshine to the west or hope and opportunity to the east. Which would you prefer? Well, let's talk about bad times at the El Royale. The first time at the El Royale? Yeah, so I chose bad times at the El Royale for, for this week. Um, and I did that because it's honestly just like one of my favorite types of movies. It's like uh, like you, you don't really have any clue what's going on with the characters. And there's like just more questions than there are answers. Um, there's like multiple different stories happening that like you kind of know are all going to come together somehow. Um, but you don't know how when you first watch it. Um, and I don't know, I feel like it's, it's also like you, you can get deep into it or you can just view the movie on a surface level. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the reasons I like it so much. I think it's got a very, uh, very well-written plot uh, and it's, it's, it can be as complex or as simple as you want it to be. Um, yeah, so I think that, that's, one, that's the reason I chose it. Um, it's just one of my favorite movies. I feel like too, this might be implied, but I feel like especially with this movie, like it's a spoiler alert for anything we talk about. Like, I don't know how to talk about this movie without spoiling. You know, <laughs> this like, is definitely a movie where if you, if you like hear about it before you watch it, it's not going to be quite the same as if you just watch it, not knowing anything about it. I, I think that's all. That's also like probably something worth stating here is like, I had zero expectations when I first watched this movie and I ended up being like, holy cow, this is like one of my favorite movies ever. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that I literally knew nothing about it. Um, and I, so I, to anyone who's listening, I would for sure recommend that you watch this before you listen to us talk Stop, about it. Stop, don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't let us ruin I, Yeah, because watching it, for me, watching it a second time, and also I, I wasn't like... You know, the first time in Portland in your apartment, we were like, it was like movie night, sit down, just pay attention. I feel like this time I kind of was just like watching it because I had seen it. And but like the first time. Yeah, it's one of those where you're constantly thinking, you're trying to like connect them together. The second time for me, I kind of was like, oh, yeah, I kind of know how this goes. I feel like I didn't like it as much this time, but I think it's just because the first time I watched it, it really was the like you're figuring it out and right. I, yeah like you said i had never heard of this movie until you were like guys you got to come over and watch it i it's my new favorite movie and i like i was like it's one of those movies where i'm like how did i never hear of this yeah i don't know right i don't know i was just gonna say it went to the theaters and everything right like it was a normal yeah, yeah. it was probably one where i just heard the title and i never looked into it but yeah. Well, I mean, you don't really learn much about it from the title. I mean, unless you well, know that's what I mean. That that's a hotel. But you know, it's got that like murder mystery vibe to it, kind of like a crime murder mystery. You know, vantage point, all these different stories coming together, type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the title to me. That's just what it's. I don't know. I hear that title. I'm like, okay, this is going to be like a bunch of different characters kind of getting together, and all their stories are going to connect somehow, some weird way. I don't know if you guys picked up on anything or had any like different thoughts when you watched it this time than last time, but the, 
the one thing that kind of jumped out to me is oddly enough, this reminded me of uh, Us, the Jordan Peele movie. It's Us. And the reason is because there's literally so many different like duality themes throughout this movie. Um, mm -hmm. Like the entire movie is a hotel split down a line across two states. Um, just everything is like good, bad, you know, right, left, California, Nevada. And I felt it was very similar to us in that regard because that movie was also was all about like, you know, your reflection and like du duality and like, it kept reminding me of that because, um, you know, nobody in that movie, nobody in Bad Times at the El Royale is really either good or bad. Um, and so like, it, nothing really like jumps out to you. It just, it just pre presents like a really like stark contrast of like, everyone's kind of out for themselves and just doing right by them. And that's, you know, there's, there's not really a, protagonist in the story i think well actually i'll ask you guys do you guys think there's a main character in this story i don't know it's kind of cool because all of the all of their stories are kind of they're they're like living their own lives and they're all just kind of like their lives are interrupting each other like it's like they have their own stories but mm -hmm. someone else gets in the way of someone else so there's really no one main protagonist yeah i mean if i, I feel like if i had to choose one i'd say it was the father Jeff Bridges' character, O'Kelly. I'm going to get all the names mixed up in this. <laughs> um, Father O'Flynn. I think that was his name. Yeah. But did, didn't he have a different name at the end? He had his name. Spoilers. It was uh, Father was like Daniel name. Flynn and Doc O'Kelly. Hmm. Okay. So, okay. Well, <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alerts again, guys. Um, spoiler alerts. But it is. <laughs> When you were watching it, did you have people when you were introduced, you were like rooting for or rooting against, or you were like, oh, this is going to be the bad person? You know, like, do you remember your thoughts? I know it's harder this time, like rewatching it since you kind of already know what happens, but. I feel like I, I didn't really get that just because I felt like everyone had something going on. Like, like, why is the guy picking apart a bugged room? Why is the priest digging up the floor? Why, you know, why, why would the uh, singer bash the priest over the head? Why is, why is there an abduction happening in, in room seven? You know, it's like, everyone has something that I'm like, you're not great. You know, you're, <laughs> you're not the yeah. hero here. Um, like, like literally everyone. Um, in interestingly enough, when I watched this, I don't think I thought this the first time I watched this, but when I watched it this morning, um, I thought if anyone was going to be the main character, it was actually the clerk, Miles, because he's he's there throughout the entire thing. He clearly has a lot of conflict in him, and he's the only one who has like a true resolution at the end. And so I, I thought like like oddly enough, like the movie doesn't really like focus on him entirely throughout but he's the, he's the character that i think moves the farthest um by the end of the movie totally hey, dude what's funny about him is uh tom holland was supposed to play him really? i don't know if you guys read that or How i amazing. saw tom holland pa passed on it and he i passed was on assuming it, yeah. it was miles role and he looks just like tom holland so i feel like mm -hmm. they were just trying to cast someone i mean as close as tom holland as possible but did you I see did two, a good I, job I mean, again, I said I kind of last time about D2, but great <laughs> cast. Great cast. Uh, yeah. Like John Hamm, 
the best. I love Dakota Johnson. She's me great. too. She's awesome. Uh, Tippy, Tippy Hedrick's granddaughter. Oh, Fun I fact. forgot actually. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Even cooler. For those of um, you who don't know, I uh, we named our dog Tippy after Tippy Hedrick. Well, yeah, I think you're a Hitchcock fan and um, will uh, come out very fast through the <laughs> podcast. I hope so. Um, but everyone was so good. Oh, I saw Russell Crowe was signed on, mm-hmm. but then he didn't appear in the film. I didn't know if you knew anything yep. about that. I'm glad he didn't. Honestly, I'm not a huge Russell Crowe fan. Uh, but was I think he, he was did someone play... take his spot? I, I don't know. I think they like casted him. I don't know if it was conflict or something, but I think he was supposed oh. to have what John Hamm's role. Um, I think he was originally supposed to be John Hamm, but I like John Hamm way better than Russell Crowe. Oh yeah. But yeah, I love the cast. Know, Russell Crowe's doing those great Santa Chron- Chronicle movies on Netflix. No, that's Kurt Russell. Right. All right, Kurt Russell. <laughs> Santa Claus. Live and in person. One night only. I just love those movies. I don't love Kurt Russell. Well, I have nothing against him, but those movies. Um, <laughs> Russell Crowe, right? I'm get, is like a beautiful mind. Or is that Kurt Russell as well? No, that's a beautiful. Be that's funny. Okay. Russell Crowe. Okay, straightened out. Kurt Russell, you probably recognize him from Miracle. He's the coach. Well, no, I recognize him from Santa Chronicles. Oh, sorry, it's Santa Chronicles. Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> Christmas Chronicles. You gotta get the title right, dude. <laughs> A little sneak peek for what my pick's gonna be next week. <laughs> oh. Just kidding. I guess going along with casting, like I loved it. My only, I think my only little thing about casting was, I don't know. I'm not a huge Chris Hemsworth fan. I know that might be an unpopular opinion. I, I like him in the Thor movies, and he's he was good in uh, Cabin in the Woods, which was also uh, Drew Goddard who directed this film. He did that one as well. Um, so he was good in that. I don't know. I just, I don't know if I liked him for this role as the cult leader. I think, I don't know. I think they could have picked someone a little less like attractive, if that makes sense. Cause they based him off of a Charles Manson, that character. And I don't know. They could have made him a little. What are you saying about Charles Manson? (laughs) It wasn't the prettiest (laughs) of them all. (laughs) But uh, what is interesting in cult leaders, like those roles mm -hmm. of like, I feel like in movies, usually cult leaders all are these like, you might know more, but like when you see them in real life, the stories and stuff, but they they seem more like nor- normal people. But in movies, they're always pictured as these like super buff, like basically like Jesus figures. Right. I will it- say I do like the one that one part that I just think is funny where he's like dancing. And do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. When he's like, they can play the game and he's just like dancing all funny. And I'm like, this is just, I don't, that's a, one of those points where I hit the movie and I'm like, what am I watching right now? <laughs> like, what the hell's going on? It's deep purple, I think. Uh, it's, uh, it's not for me. Honestly, it, and it, it was odd because, um, like, all, it, he didn't even come into like halfway through, really. Um, through halfway through the movie so you don't that's like like i feel like most most of the storylines all start when they check into the hotel um but you don't like you don't get any smell of cult movie until like halfway through uh and then you're like where did this come from but right. but like it's really like 
in some ways the the glue that really ties the whole thing together at the end. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It is interesting how they depict cult leaders. Cause like, for one, like I just have such a hard time understanding that whole mentality, even though it's like fascinating. Um, but like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to see how they, they try to depict that. And I feel like they did a pretty good job of like, showing the the conflict in the the rose character and her sister um just because like (laughs) she she was kind of messed up like she didn't she clearly had been you know fully drinking the kool-aid of (laughs) this cult it was kind of tragic to be honest like because her sister like was trying to save her and just couldn't Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that was my favorite part of the movie was the whole cult i mean i'm a huge cult movie fan in general so i was like oh this is great joe like loves cults he loves he has a ton of cults he's in he loves them (laughs) this is a cult so this was my third time watching it i think and honestly like this was probably i liked it the most this time around i think just because i think the first time when we all watched it together i don't it depends for me it's hard because like when we watch movies in group settings like it's fun but you're not going to pay attention to every single detail because you're going to be talking yeah. to your friends. Like, oh, this is cool. This is awesome. And that's why movie theaters are great. So hopefully those come back pretty soon. I was gonna say, um, well, we, we don't talk if Joe's there because he gets very <laughs> angry if we talk. Yes. Um, so, but yeah, this time you know, it was... People end up falling asleep. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this time around it was kind of nice because you know, I was just kind of headphones on, geared in the whole time, watching for every detail. And I kind of knew it was going to happen, but it was also kind of cool because you can kind of see how the characters develop and their stories kind of come together throughout. I think my favorite storyline was the, or besides the cult was the, uh, I like sweet. And then the priest, I, I like their kind of companionship a little bit. It's kind of fun to see it come together. Um, so question, uh, would y'all stay in California or Nevada if you were visiting? Great question. Also, that'd be, a sweet, that'd be a sweet hotel. To, if it, I, know. Like, I know. I was trying to find, I think they filmed this in Vancouver, uh, mm-hmm. Canada, but um, but I don't know if that's a real, like, I would love to stay in that hotel. It's based on a hotel that Frank Sinatra used to own. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it called? It was called the, the Cal, ne- Cal Neva, Neva? Uh, but it was located in Tahoe. So this was kind of based on, and it actually was split down the middle of uh, California, Nevada. If that still exists, I would love to. I think it does. But yeah, we should do that. We should go do that. Yeah, I mean, Tahoe, I was going to say, because Tahoe is like one of my favorite places I've ever been. And mm-hmm. we, anytime we go, we're usually like staying right at the top where like you're constantly going back and forth over the line. But in this, right, California was... Nevada was the anything goes side, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like me, I'd just be like, California, I just want to like enjoy <laughs> it, play it safe, I'm going to be hanging out over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would go Vegas just because my Raiders, and Vegas. I want to win some money, so. Yeah, but Joe, I mean, Nevada. California is where the Raiders were, so. That is very true. Hometown, Newtown. I don't know, though. I'm about anything goes, so I think I'm going to go Nevada. How about you, Joe? What do you think? It kind of fits the Raiders also a little. You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would probably... 
go California just because I'm more mountains than desert personally. It's where the, but, it's where the right. party's at, honestly. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's the side that the bar was on. So maybe that's where I'll... <laughs> they didn't have their Nevada liquor license. Something that I wish they did a little more, like I, what I loved about it was how they incorporated the music, especially with um, Cynthia's character, uh, Sweet, Darlene Sweet. I think she she's such a talented like musician and she played Harriet too. I don't know if you guys saw Harriet, but I loved like how they, and not just her, but like, you know, they had the old like sixties music. And one know. of my favorite scenes is when she's singing to cover up the, when they're retreat, you know, Damn retrieving me. the money. Like, mm -hmm. I love that part of the movie. I was just yeah. going to say that. Can hurry love. No, you just have to wait. She said love don't come easy. It's a game of give and take. You can hurry love. No, you just have to wait. I was also like expecting almost more shocks when you find out, you know, when uh, he spikes her drink. And, you mm -hmm. know, and he's like disguised as a priest and you're like, you, you know, you're kind of like, oh, yep like creepy priest that's how they're gonna go with this movie i guess you know because you feel like you got like the, the like federal agent you're like okay we got that storyline we got the creepy priest we got the cult leader and then to like you know obviously that flips and he was like i just wanted to go get the money and i'm not even a priest also but i was like oh i was like almost expecting to be like oh the fbi agent isn't actually an agent and the cult leader is going to be a twist for something else. And <laughs> I read a lot of people got Tarantino vibes. From I can see that. Mm -hmm. I could see that. I did think that in just in terms of the way it was shot, it felt very deliberate and a lot of the shots would go like straight down the, the line. And I felt like that, like just further drove home that this is like, you know, good and evil and like right and left mm. and like just these like these like dueling sides that like it's just everywhere. And I feel like the the shots kind of like did that. Like there's one shot where they like are just like looking directly at the all the keys hanging up and like half of it's California, half of it's mm -hmm. Nevada. And it's like just looking right down the barrel, like, you know, right. half and half. And so I feel like they did a pretty good job um representing that theme in just the way they shot it too. Yeah, the set they built was awesome. And you definitely they definitely had that in mind when they were building that. For sure. I'm also curious to you, your thoughts on like the whole, you know, how like there's a lot of duality in it. And I feel like it's like Joe said kind of at the beginning, like you can try to take a, a lot away from it or you can kind of just like watch it. And I still feel like because of this 10th grade English teacher, I'm going to blame it on this. Uh, you know, when you're like reading, like, I think we were reading like 1984 and they're like, what do you think this like fourth wall means? It actually means this. And you're like, I think you're stretching. I think it's just there. And I feel like ever since then, like there's movies like this where it's like, you can pull a lot away from it. But there's part of me being like, if I was just a hotel room, it didn't mean anything. <laughs> but I'm always curious to know, like from the like writers and directors, which they never, I feel like rarely we'll talk about because i think it's usually like let's let other the people who watch decide uh but i'm curious just to hear to your thoughts on like how much 
you took away or like the duality themes or if there's any other themes that you maybe got this time that you didn't get before? I feel like they were just more pronounced because I knew that that was the way the film went when I was, just because it was the second time I was watching it. I guess generally I assume that like people who are making, like they, the directors, I feel like like this is their art form and they are going to like sew as much into the shots they're making as they can. Um, at least for this type of a movie, which is the kind of movie I, I like, like the dialogue becomes very important. So the script writing is like, whoever's script writing is, is writing their words very intentionally. Whoever's designing the shots is doing it very intentionally. Um, and, and so like, I kind of like, I, I almost look for that stuff because I, I assume that somebody's thought through it. And so that's why sometimes like I enjoy movies like this a lot more because like I can like, start to read into those things rather than like just kind of like literally just be like turn off the brain and watch d2 you know and right. hey okay dude come on <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel like it's a little bit more of a, a thinker in just terms of like like yeah you have the plot as is but like there's so many things you can read into if you care to you know what i mean and i feel like i feel like they're put there intentionally for you to do that but it's like it's like not required reading. It's it's stuff that just adds to the story that they're already trying to to tell. And I feel like almost like they can make like spinoff movies of each of these characters. Oh, for sure. Which would be super wonder. interesting. Do you have guesses on the, uh, you know, the, the the film that the guy kept Miles kept because the person was nice for him, but they said is deceased now, right? Yes, I think, right? The person in the, you mean? The person in the yeah. film? Yeah, so I didn't know that there was ever, like, rumors about this. And, you know, I, I guess maybe it's not uh, great to be, you know, talking about this, especially when all the parties involved are dead. Uh, but, like, the... Which is, like, the theme of, you know, like, the, <laughs> you know, where, like, He's like, I kept it even though they're dead because I don't want it to get out. Right. But like, it's just, so like, I didn't even know that, like, that, that was a real rumor um, is that JFK and uh, Marilyn Monroe, right? Mm -hmm. That they had uh, met up and gotten together at a hotel somewhere in Tahoe. And like, with elections going on, they mentioned the election in this movie. Mm -hmm. And they, they never really directly talked about that being what was on. The, the film, but I didn't even know that that was, a, that was like a, a rumor until I watched this movie. And then I was like, what, what, what was that? Um, uh -huh. But it was kind of cool that like, it was, it was kind of a reoccurring theme throughout. Um, and, you know, I just feel like not many people probably knew about that. At least I didn't. Right. Um, and the other interesting thing that I noticed the second time when I watched this um, is Cynthia's character at the end, uh, was given the real because it was far more valuable than the cash. And she didn't like, like, especially in the way it was shot, like she didn't hesitate at all. She threw it straight into the fire. Um, mm -hmm. And so like, like I, I kept thinking about throughout the entire movie, like none of these people are good or bad. Um, but she's the one that I would say, if I had to pick one to be like the good character, it would probably be her. And because they made it pretty clear that she thought that was the right thing. And so she just did it. I agree. Hundred percent. It's true. She didn't have any 
horrible parts. Mm -hmm. I mean, I the know. only time like when she hit the uh, Jeff Bridges on the head is because he was like gonna drug her. So yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if any other hotels like had those secret hallways where they're just yeah. looking in the mirror. Really makes you like, not want to sleep in a hotel. <laughs> I know, honestly. It's crazy. You're gonna have to buy all those devices to like see if your room's bugged. <laughs> like microphones and mm -hmm. toy like, mirrors do creep me out though. Yeah. You gotta like make yeah. sure that there's a back to the mirror in that in your room that you can like see. Yeah. <laughs> see. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a cool, uh, though, in terms of onset, too, having a, like, I feel like hotels are a very popular place, though, mm -hmm. to, sh you know, of, like, where they're taking place and to, like, stay in a bunch of hotels. Granted, I know they're not usually, sh like, this, like, you might be able to stay in the hotel it's based off of. Right. I mean, you know, I think like about, the, like, the Overlook Hotel, um, which you can stay in. It's a Timberline Lodge in, in Oregon, and... Mm -hmm. you know you're, you're staying in the hotel from the shining like right that's kind of cool yeah that would be fun if we did like a if we went to this place uh mm -hmm. you know stay there did reenact we yeah, shot the whole movie, movie. <laughs> reshoot re the movie make the second we'll, one we'll tear up the floor we'll hope that there's a bag of cash in there <laughs> uh, if there's not we'll be like sorry um sorry sorry about the floor <laughs> <laughs> it could that this is could be the point of this movie. They hid cash, released the movie. It's one of those Ooh. like it's like a national treasure, exactly. where it's like there's a map on the Declaration of the Independence. I know, dude. We still gotta go. Next, right? <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> uh -oh. A Nick Cage marathon. Oh, I'm all about that. <laughs> I might pick Mandy just to throw you guys off because I don't think you guys have seen Mandy. So I haven't. No. Mm -hmm. I have to get our, in the right frame of mind for that. I know. <laughs> I might wait. Maybe I'll wait for that one. Get a few of these under our belts before we do anything crazy. Yeah, but I don't know. This is this is definitely one of my favorite movies, just because I it's it's got the the like colliding plots, and you can read real deep into a lot of the the themes that they're trying to present. If you know, if you want, but. I think that's that's honestly one of my favorite things about movies. That, that's why I, we talked about this a little bit last time. But it's like with the MCU, however, like all these different movies like play together. Mm -hmm. What they're doing with Star Wars now too. It's like I just like when they have one large story and they like weave lots of different things into the same into the same story. So this is like right up my alley. Your cup of tea. That's it's literally like my favorite type of movie. Because yeah. this is like in the same boat, right? Of like, not that I've seen all these, but like the Orient Express, I think, or like Knives Out. Yeah. Like these kind of like giant murder mystery. style. It is essentially a murder mystery, even though yeah. it's not, which is kind of cool. There's a lot of murder in this. Yeah. But it's not a mystery. Most of it. Yeah, you, you <laughs> yeah. see a lot of it. It's just murder. I kind of forgot <laughs> that it's kind of gory. I mean, I've never seen somebody take a face full of buckshot, but. No. I imagine that's what it would look like. <laughs> do you think they'll uh do you think they'll make a sequel or anything? Or like go anywhere with these characters or probably not? Most of them are dead. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> I kinda hope they don't. I, I I mean a lot of uh 
you know, worlds or like the world making movies or, uh, or anything like that. Like it's, it's inherently like a multi movie, like what's the next one kind of thing. Um, but like, I felt like this was like a pretty nicely done, like self-contained like story where sure they could probably spin every single one of the surviving characters off and, and, you know, go deeper into that. But like, I don't know, sometimes it's nice to just have one movie. <laughs> Like a one-off. That's yeah. something that that's interesting because that's something I've no I've been noticing recently. It's like they make these movies nowadays, and they they're literally writing them to have like two or three sequels. Like a lot of great movies are one-offs just because they're not written that way, or even good sequels are written are made because they're not planned. You know, it's like you have a first movie that's set up that sets up a second movie or third movie, and it's like it could be so much better, but they're they're like putting so much effort into making that work with the sequels that the first movie doesn't really do anything. Yeah, they, they yeah. did wrap it up nicely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say, I think it ran a little long. Am I yeah, leaving a it was bummer, long. But like, <laughs> it felt long. <laughs> but like, you know, at the end, it's like either you're dead or the like two remaining characters, they have just the nice, right? Like she's singing. It just kind of like wraps it up nice for you to be like, okay, that's it. You know, like, I feel good rather than some movies where you, you know, you hit the end of like two and a half hours and you're like, oh, come on. What? You know, you're like, we, yeah. and they're like, well, maybe we'll make a second one. Maybe we won't. I don't know. It just feels like they got to the end and they were like, eh, we're done. Rather yeah. than this, at least they threw in a nice little scene that it was just like, okay, good. Like mm-hmm. you felt the closure. Right. Yeah. Cause I feel like sometimes characters. like movies like this, going back to Quentin Tarantino, it's like everyone dies and it just ends. Like, at least this yeah. movie had kind of somewhat closure where it's like, okay, at least someone's happy at the end of this movie. Like, Tarantino directed all of this until the last scene, and then he <laughs> left. And then the new director came in and was like, we'll just wrap it up. We'll just put a bow on it and call it I love that. I do, I do get, like, why you'd relate this to a Tarantino movie, though, because it's mm-hmm. heavy on dialogue. And I feel like, like, it makes me think of Inglorious Bastards, where they have, like, all the different storylines that eventually come together in that big bloody battle with like all other Tarantino movies. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it followed that script pretty well. Totally. Let's go to Lake Tahoe. Seriously. But I think that's like, at least it was, you know, kind of a COVID hotspot because I think everyone was leaving the cities and being right. like, we'll just enjoy Tahoe. And then Tahoe became a giant city in itself almost. <laughs> uh, Oh, also, this is off topic, but in terms of movies and COVID, have either of you seen or heard about the that Anne Hathaway new movie that like was shot in 18 days during COVID and like it takes place oh. during COVID? What's it called? I, I can don't look remember. It up. <laughs> I just she was on Late Night with Seth Meyers the other night. I hadn't heard about it before. But it's just interesting now that we're having movies that are like shot and shot during this. And, you know, like, well, this will be in movies, you know. Right. I don't know if I like it or not, though, because like I watch movies to get away from reality. <laughs> well, yeah, when we're back to normal, you can get away from normal and get back to this. Um, is it called Lockdown? That sounds right. OK. It's a fitting name. Yeah, it really is. Cool. I'll have to check that out. They're shooting like so many movies right now, but I feel like half of them keep getting shut down. 
like production. Like Robert Pattinson got COVID during the Batman shooting. And I kind of felt like there was a lull <laughs> in uh, production. I will say, I I might, maybe I will pick this. I don't know. I might wait. It's on Shutter, not sponsored uh, <laughs> yet. Um, it's called Host. But I mean, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Host. It's uh, all Zoom. It's a Zoom movie. Hear me out. I usually don't like screen movies. Like I don't like when they do like screen recordings in movies or anything. It just doesn't look good. But and this is an all Zoom movie. Like when they show text messages on the oh, screen. That bugs me so much. <laughs> I don't mind seeing the phone, but I don't like when it pops up. It's just come on. This is like a. It's like six or seven people. I think it's like a. All these girls are kind of having like a. They're all just zooming, drinking wine or whatever, having a little party, and. There's like a demonic force. It's really, really good. I will I know actually will say. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I'll pick that at some point. It's really good. Perfect. <laughs> and it's short. It's like an hour. And then, oh, just kidding. That is a perfect. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's just interesting how they're, the direction they're going with movies. movies. Yeah, just in terms of... Uh... Yeah, other movie news that I heard was uh, how, you know, things are going straight to on demand now and like Netflix mm. and all that. And how a lot of the big actors, though, are kind of upset because a lot of their deals are portions of the box office. Did I? Did oh. we, maybe this was last week. Interesting. I'm getting this. I feel like I'm going to turn into the person who tells the same story every podcast. <laughs> Let's hear it. No, I think that's I was like. As I was saying that, I was like, I think I might have said this at the end of the last one. Oh, I, I don't think know. you did because that seems new to me. You know, usually they get paid a bunch and then they get like X percentage of the box office, which is for big actors who draw people in a ton of money. And now they don't because it's just on Netflix. Oh, it's such a bummer. I, I, da, <laughs> our theater right down the street from us. They're doing, um, you can rent the theater out for $100 and have a private screening. So I'm going to do that for my birthday. So you guys should come here oh, for that's my birthday. Cool. I know. And they have like I a list that you can pick. Traveling, but... <laughs> I assumed. You could Zoom me, like bring an iPad and Zoom me. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> we could do a podcast during the movie. Cool. Do you have the birthday movie picked out though? No, I have I have to I called them a couple days ago, so they're gonna like give me a list of the ones. You can pay 150 and do all the new movies, like one of the new movies, or a hundred dollars and do like a from their list. But I'm gonna do like an older movie that I haven't I wasn't able to see on the big screen. Like I love going That's to true. movies and like I saw Stand By Me in the theaters and it was like one of the best. Oh, so cool to see that. I hope they give you movie stubs for it too. Ah, oh, they better. Or I'm gonna make my own. <laughs> If there's any companies that are they make movie stub printers that want to seriously, this, I need one. So if you guys know anywhere, I can get one. <laughs> you I, get will, I will pay any price. You get a free <laughs> shirt. <laughs> any last thoughts, you guys, before we wrap it up? Thanks for humoring me in watching this movie. Because of course, yeah. one of my favorites. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I love it. And I would love it next time you pick a movie. You're like, um, I'm gonna pick the bad times at El Royale. <laughs> you're like, what? I was like, if you the same movie like, every week. That would be hilarious. I do. Yeah. I do um, so 
It's between this and Hot Fuzz for my favorite movie of oh. all time. I thought about picking Hot Fuzz, nice. but there are a lot of similarities between this movie and that movie. You should pick that because I have to. I want to revisit that at some point. I've only seen it once. Oh, it's so good. I know it, it's funny because, like, I don't. I like these type of movies, but they're not my favorite. Like, it's not usually my cup of tea. Um, mm-hmm. But I did enjoy this. I this movie this time around a lot more than I did before. I think. Good. Good good, yeah. good. good stuff. Well, we'll talk next week. And yep. uh, Jesse will have the next, uh, he will pick the next movie or episode. Yeah, or I, do, I don't have it picked now, but I do want to start announcing them at the end. Let's do it. Of every podcast, because I also want that to be when you guys, like the other two, find out. And I want the oh. reactions on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Of cool. your like reaction it. to hearing, you know, like that's when you hear what the next movie's gonna be. Just say I think you'd be next for next week. So if, if we don't have it right now, we'll make sure that you come ready next week with uh, I know I will. movie selection. So um, don't tell us before, but when at okay. the end of next episode, I like that. Announce it there. That's fun. And then people can watch along. Cool. And I very much want your reactions. Yeah, then at some point I would love to do like a user user picks or listener picks or whatever, and we'll do one of those. It's just going to be exclusively Nick Cage movies. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But... <laughs> Although not Moonstruck. We watched this movie called Moonstruck the other day. It was Nick Cage and Cher. It's like a romantic comedy. It is very weird. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I'm picking Moonstruck. <laughs> <laughs> if that was your movie. 